Morning is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Good Money Moves right here at News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell and I'm joined again this morning by Jenna Tobble and Michelle Dodd with First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Andy. So we talked about good money habits last week. Well, I guess money habits we should have if we wish to get out of debt and live a debt-free life. Yes. And uh, I guess what are we going to talk about today? So today we're going to be talking about how to simultaneously save money and pay off debt at the same time. Um, so we've mentioned this, that this is a very much a possibility um, in past episodes, but we've really never delved into kind of the how-to of it. Like we've always just alluded to the fact that, that you can do this. Um, so I thought today would be great if we kind of talked about um, the how-to of it all, right? So the being able to kind of, yeah. So, you know, being able to work towards both of these goals, paying off debt and saving money, at the same time is really going to springboard you into a place of financial stability very quickly. Um, I, I think if you ask, most people would tell you that paying off debt is probably more important to them than saving money right now. Um, but as I've mentioned in previous episodes as well, that's not necessarily a good perception to have. Um, they really should have equal weight of importance in your financial priorities. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, so, it makes sense, then, but yeah. I can understand why people look at the debt as more urgent. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it does make sense why people feel that way. That debt is a, a lot, a bit, a much bigger pressure on you than oh, well, I'll get to savings someday. There's definitely, but they should be have equal weight of importance. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about why that is today too. So, you know, in some past episodes, I've also kind of shared some debt to savings like ratios in the United States and how they're wildly different. Um, so on average, Americans hold about $26,000 in personal debt, not including mortgages. Yet the average U.S. household only has an average of maybe $8,000 in savings. And that's average. Most people have less. We've, met, we've talked about that before. Most people don't, you know, I think it's a third of the population doesn't have $1,000 in an emergency fund, right? Goodness. So, yeah. So paying down debt is important um, because it's a major obstacle to reaching financial goals from everything to buying a house to retiring. Um, it can even, in some cases, if you have serious debt, can impede your ability to just live your life day to day in some cases, right? Which just creates stress and worries and just essentially creates this domino effect of issues if you can't make your payments like it's not fun there's a reason people get stressed out about this stuff however saving up money is important as well because it keeps you from having to go into debt in the first place so it helps you pay for larger purchases when you have money saved it reduces your overall financial stress because you do have that financial cushion available to you um, if you save a lot of money. You can leave a financial legacy to your kids. Um, overall, it just provides you with this greater sense of financial freedom to have money saved. Um, so today, we are going to be talking about how to do both of these things at the same time, pay off debt and save money. So you're going to teach us to juggle. 
Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> prioritize, right? Prioritize. Okay. Excellent idea. I'm sure. I'm sure lots of us uh, would love to know exactly how to do this the best way. So I guess we'll get to the very beginning of it. How do you start the process of both paying off debt and saving some money? Sure, really the the biggest thing to start with is the big B word, budget. So really people need to identify what your income is, what your expenses are, and make sure that your expenses don't first of all exceed your income. That's a big step to kind of start with. Then you can figure out exactly how much of that income is gonna go towards debts versus wants versus needs. So debts are gonna be some loans that you might have out there kind of things or credit cards. Um, needs are, you know, your groceries. Ruffle um, beer want, Yeah. Wants are those things, you know, like I want some hiking boots, but I don't need them. Um, you know, it's just that other stuff that's out there. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, one easy thing to look at um, when you're looking at budgeting is to follow the what we call the 50-30-20 rule. So I'll break that down. 50% uh, of your income should go toward your living expenses and necessities, the housing, the food, utilities, um, the 30% goes to wants and variable expenses. So the clothing, the hobbies, the entertainment. That leaves the last 20% to go to savings and then the debt payoff. So that 20% portion, as far as debt payoff is concerned, is the additional payments you make on top of the minimum. So your minimums come into that 50% and then anything above and beyond is in that 20%. So the minimum payment on your mortgage or your car is accounted for. But then any, if you pay extra on that mortgage, if you round it up from you know, $1,200 to $1,300, the, the $100 comes in that 20% section. Does okay. that make sense yeah. of that? Yeah, it does. Okay. Um, the exact percentage may not work perfectly for everyone depending on your specific situation, but it's something to strive for. Aim for that 50, 30, 20. Um, being re realistic with your budget and using it as a guide for how to adjust your budget, you know, how to start adjusting things. Yeah. is kind of a good way to, a good stepping stone. And then I think, you know, you need to look at, okay, which expenses could I cut here in order to get closer to that 50, 30, 20? Um, if I get as close to that ratio as I can, what are the things that maybe need to be looked at as dropped as an expense? And then, you know, sometimes you even have to consider finding an increase to your income, which would be maybe a secondary job, you know, kind of something short term. I think of it this time of year, it's the holiday season. A lot of um, retail places beef up staff. They just get some people to come in extra because they've got extra hours and that would be a good way for someone to kind of create some extra income in the short term to help get closer to that 50, 30, 20 ratio. But I imagine a lot of folks, if you really take a close look at it, you're gonna find <laughs> more than you think that you could cut out fairly painlessly. I'm thinking, you know, entertainment side of the budget. Yes. Yeah, streaming so. services, magazine subscriptions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are the I mean, cups of coffee that you need to get through the day? Yeah, there's all kinds of places that, you know, when you start looking at your budget that you'll be like, well, I don't really need that. Or, wow, I didn't realize I was spending that much there. Um, <laughs> you know, I, at the end of the day, creating a budget is really the first step to meeting any financial goal. We, I mean, we talk about if we get through an episode of the show and I, we don't mention <laughs> the word budget, I think we've recorded the wrong show. I'm serious. <laughs> 
Um, but just if you do need some help with budgeting, we've got lots of tools available for free on our website. So we've got a budgeting calculator that you can download um, for our members. We have the My Money tool and online banking that can help you get started and really stay on track with that budget because, and we have all of these options because it is such an important foundational step to kind of moving forward with any financial goal that you have. Okay, we're talking about both paying down debt and saving money on Good Money Moves, and we'll be back in just a moment here at Newstock 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. You can't restart the economy without Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell. Jenna Tobble's here along with Michelle Don from First Alliance Credit Union. And the subject today is pain off debt and saving money of course <laughs> i knew budgeting would have to play a big role in this what else does someone need to do in order to be able to pay off their debt and save money at the very same time yeah um really once you've examined what your expense and your income are because you did your budget you should have a fairly fairly clear view um, of exactly how much you need to have available to put towards your savings and your paying off debt goals so the next step is determining how to separate that available amount between how much you save and how much extra debt you pay off. When it comes to a savings goal, the first priority has to be an emergency fund. So having an emergency fund in place will ensure that you, um, when you have those unexpected expenses, things come up with such as a car repair, you won't need to have to rely on extra credit, getting more credit or going more in debt again to pay for it. This emergency fund will cover it. Uh, as a result, your debt load will not grow because you haven't added to it for things that come up unexpectedly. Makes sense. So really, a good rule of thumb, if you're thinking, how much do I need in an emergency fund? Good rule of thumb is um, three to four months, three to six months worth of living expenses. So if you, when you've done your budget, you know what your living expenses are, take three to six months worth and kind of put that aside in that account. You know, Michelle, this is kind of interesting. I never thought of it this way, too. It makes it easier if I... Because a lot of people look at that and they think they get afraid because they look at income. And then, but if you look at your living expenses, I'm doing the 80% of my total budget because mm-hmm. that 20% I take out when I'm figuring this out. Right. Does that make sense? Yep, it okay. does. Yep. And I think, you know, sometimes people, like you said, they even get overwhelmed thinking three to six months, that's a lot of money to put aside. But even, you know, if you can start with 500 to to $1,000 savings, that can go a long way. So just getting something as a base just to try to help pay for that unexpected expense. Um, if You know what? If you already have that emergency fund because you've listened to our podcast before and thought that's a great idea, super. That's exciting. We're excited that you got that far. Then your next savings priority should be focused on your the next goal that you have. Maybe you know that you're going to need a car or you're going to go on a vacation or there's a holiday coming up. So start saving toward that goal. Um, whatever that next upcoming purchase is so that you don't have to go into debt for that next purchase. So plan ahead a little ways on this mm-hmm. one. And I like, you know, set the goal too because it gives you that impetus to do this. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to chime in really quick. So we kind of talked all about emergency funds in an episode before. So if our listeners aren't familiar with what an emergency fund is or they just aren't quite sure how to go about getting started or with 
doing that or even figuring out how like much money they should have on one, go back and listen to episode 50. Um, we covered everything you need to know about emergency funds in that episode. I think it'd be really helpful um, if you have the goal to save money and pay off a debt or just save money in general. That is your number one starting place. So it's a great episode to go back and listen to. Makes sense. Get the emergency fund established, get started. What about the paying down the debt side? Sure, we have to consider that side, don't we? <laughs> um, you know, when you consider how much of your um, budget you can allocate to the debt payoff, then you have to determine which strategy you want to go with. So a couple of those would be, um, you know, you're paying down that high interest debt first. Um, that's a good tactic. So if you have credit cards, um, make a point to pay them down first. So a lot of times credit cards are the ones I think of because they have the higher interest rates or can have those higher interest rates. Um, so being aggressive, put down, you know, put the most debt repayment toward your high interest credit cards or loans, and then paying the minimums on the lower interest ones, such as like a student loan or a line of credit, which has, usually has typically a lower interest rate, then you're kind of aggressively paying down the higher rate ones first. Um, making sure though that you're still paying the minimums on everything. You have to, you don't impact your credit and make that worse by not paying something. So at least pay the minimum on everything and then go, you know, from there. Um, it's always good to, you know, pay above minimums if you can. That's going to pay things down quicker. Um, you could also look at a debt snowball method. So when you look at all your different debts that you have out there, pick the smallest balance to start with, pay more toward that one until you get it paid off. And then move whatever payments you were making on that into the next smallest and keep rolling that amount out up to the larger debts. Yeah, we've talked about this before and I think mathematically the first option works out better. But I think psychologically the debt snowball might be the better way to go just because you get that satisfaction of, you know, Knocking them off one at a time. Yeah, you can cross one off your list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot yeah, of people, that, you know, I think... Uh, go ahead, Jenna. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, paying off that couple hundred dollars that you have on a like a store card is a lot easier than trying to tackle those giant student loan payments anyway. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it, it, you got to build that momentum and then you just slowly yeah. are freeing up that additional income. I think it just, it does, it kind of has this really positive, mindful effect on your debt payoff. Yeah, you get um, almost, not almost instant, but nearly instant gratification if you have one that's relatively small. Yeah. One down, how many to go? (laughs) Well, I think too, you know, when you're looking at the interest rates, when people do have a lot of debt and there's a lot of different types of debt out there, the concern isn't the interest rates always. That's not the first concern. The, the concern is getting something paid off. So I think that snowball method does work for a lot of people, like you said. But I imagine if you did the math and you you know you worked it out over the you know using the interest rate calculation, that one over the longest over a period of time might actually work out better for you. For sure, I yeah. think so too. Yep. Um, you know, another option out there that we have is debt consolidation. Um, if you really want to help get your debt under control, make it easier to fit your payments into your budget, debt consolidation is a good way to go. Um, with a debt consolidation, it tends to lower your total payment, which then frees up money that you can save. So if you're paying minimums on you know, 10 different credit cards and a couple of loans, if we put that all into one, the chances are your minimum payment is going to be less than you are paying on the others, which gives you more to pay down 
to pay that off sooner. Plus, it has an end date. So a debt consolidation loan might be for three years. So credit cards, as you know, if you just keep paying minimums, they're going to be out there forever. With a debt consolidation, there's an end in sight. Do you ever recommend waiting on this option? I mean, the only reason I say that is because if you don't establish some discipline before you do it, you could actually cause yourself a major problem if you, you, know, if you don't deal with the spending side of it at the same time. For sure. That is one thing we do talk to people about when we're doing a debt consolidation loan is to close out some of those other cards or to close those other things so they don't get into that trouble again. Yeah. Um, and making sure people really understand that because that's important. Yeah. And take the temptation away from them, I imagine. Yep. Cause, and some people need that. But I can see the benefit from this as well because you've just simplified your life so much. And by putting that, you know, this is a loan for this period of time, it... Um, it really creates a, a nice, I don't know, what you, the, the end of the rainbow type effect. Where yeah. <laughs> I, see, I, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel type thing. Yeah, a little peace yeah. of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, debt consolidation is really a great way to just really simplify your finances. And then it just makes it so much easier to focus on both saving money and paying off debt at the same time, because those are two very different goals. And if you have money going out the door in all these different places, it's really it's a lot harder to budget for that and keep track of it and then stay on pace with your payoff goals and your savings goals. Um but I, so I, I highly recommend at least considering debt consolidation. If you want to know more about it, um, we did a, kind of a four-part series on debt consolidation um, back at the beginning of the show. I think it was episode seven through yep. 10 we did. And then we also um, have a debt consolidation resource page on our website for com, And you can download a calculator that would give you um, a really clear idea of exactly how debt consolidation would help you with your specific situation. And you have the advantages, like you pointed out, usually a lower interest rate, mm-hmm. the set payments, and then the time factor of it. I imagine that it's almost uh, the perfect tool for some people. It works out just perfectly for them. So Yeah, we, absolutely. We're talking about paying off debt and saving money, which would be a really, really good money move. <laughs> and we're going to continue talking about that when we get back. We have to take a quick break right here at News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Would you get on an airplane if you know? From First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome back. It's Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Jenna Tobble and... And Michelle Dodd from First Alliance Credit Union with us this morning. And we have been talking about saving money and paying off debt at the same time. Any other tips we have out there that uh, you might be able to share that would help someone who's trying to pay off the debt and save money? Yeah, I think, you know, we talked about paying debt, then we talked about saving money, but really it's about that balance. So, you know, one thing to really keep in mind is that while you're 
it's very tempting to aggressively pay down that debt and get rid of that and all those outstanding debts. It's very important to maintain the balance between increasing the savings and paying down the debt at the same time. So I know in my life, my husband and I have had this conversation. He's like, well, why have that money in our savings when savings rates are low? You're not making a lot of money on it. Why would we have it there and not pay down the debt? So it's really understanding that debt reduction savings um, are different strategies. You have to have a different plan or have to have a good plan in place for that making sure you've got the budget in your track and your monthly expenses. So um, if if you don't have the balance, you're going to go back into debt, is what I've always told my husband is, if we don't have that savings and if we need something, we're right. back in debt and we're never getting out of it. So and It's Murphy's Law. That's what's going to happen, too. <laughs> it never fails. Yep, wow. yep. Um, I think it's important as you pay down one debt to reassess your budget um, and how are things going. You know, that budget is a moving, it's a moving target. It's always changing and always, you know, ebbing and flowing a little bit. So you can't do a budget this month and be like, okay, we got it. We're done. Um, That's a constant. So um, another thing is automatic payments and automatic transfers can be friends of yours. If you set up an automatic transfer from checking into savings a couple times a month um, or right at the pay period time, you get paid and a portion goes to savings, um, that's a really good way to do it. Also, setting up your debt payments to be automatic. Um, If they automatically come out on a certain date, that's gonna help you with your budgeting. So when we're talking about savings and how much to save, uh, we kind of covered that a little bit earlier. I, I imagine as you're reviewing your budget all the time, you can make sure that you don't, while I'm, I'm emphasizing while you're paying off debt, that you don't have too much in the savings as well. Yeah, it's, it's a balancing act. It really is to know what you need. You know, we talked about three to six months in that emergency fund, um, or maybe you have a vacation fund and because something happens like a pandemic, your vacation is now canceled. You know, would you want to save that for the next vacation or do you want to maybe pay down some debt because you're not going to be going anywhere? Yeah. So yep, constantly review this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I uh, imagine once you get to that, if I've got three to six months banked away here and I can kind of breathe easy, you probably don't need to contribute to that anymore. You can take that and put it towards debt reduction. Right, yeah. Unless you have that uh, other thing that you want to save for. <laughs> you know, that's... Well, I always have that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So maybe you can just adjust the amount. So if you've got an automatic <laughs> transfer set up, maybe it, you transfer less and pay more down on the debt and just adjust that way. Yeah. Yep. And the, the strategy, too, when you're paying this off, and we were talking earlier about either the debt snowball or focusing on high interest rates, um, the mere act of going through this, the exercise of planning it out is going to help you make the sort of decisions we're talking about right now. Right. I think when you sit down um, and do your budget, and if you've got a partner with you to do it with your partner, um, you can both kind of see like, oh, we really spend the money there. Who knew that we did that? Right. And so it kind of becomes a thing that you can work on together too. Um, Other things you can do is, you know, canceling old cards so you're not tempted to use them again. We talked about this with the debt consolidation a little bit, but, you know, for people to do that on their own, if you're just, you know, paying down one thing at a time, then when you're done, close that card out and be done. Um, Leave it at home. You know, you don't really need more than a couple of credit cards. Um, You don't need every store card that's out there. Um, Just having one or two cards and only, you know, carrying one if you need it and leaving the other one at home is a great idea as well. Or just cut them up. Yep. (laughs) Um, and the big thing with, you know, especially with credit cards is to avoid the minimum balance tra- trap that we can get into. It's really easy just to pay that $25 a month in my minimum and not worry about it. Um, but you're never going to get out of debt that way. Never, ever. 
By design, I think, sometimes. I'm pretty sure, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then thanks to interest, your balance just keeps growing and growing right. and growing. Right. Well, some of these cards, especially the store cards, if you're not careful, they can actually have a minimum charge that even if you don't even use it, they can give you 3 4 $5 a month just for the mere fact you have the cards. So you really got to watch out for that. Yeah. You have to open your statements even if you're not using them. Yep. So excellent information as always. Thank you so much. And um, we kept mentioning, Jenna did especially, resources that are available today through the First Alliance Credit Union website. I imagine that I can get lots of additional information if I go there as well. Is that correct, Jenna? Of course. <laughs> Our website, firstalliancecu.com. Uh, we have tons, tons of resources out there to help you um, learn more about your financial situation, help you make good money moves going forward, um, resource pages, downloadable content, uh, worksheets, different calculators that are out there. Um, and we met, I mentioned a couple uh, past episodes that you should go back and listen to specifically around our debt consolidation and our emergency savings episodes. Um, you can find those on firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on the KROC News website. Um, but if you're enjoying today's show, I would recommend that you go out and subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, Spotify, or TuneIn Podcasting Services, whichever one is your favorite. How about all of them? Um, Just do all. Yeah, or all of them, <laughs> sure. <laughs> But of course, uh, if you have specific questions about how to successfully pay down debt and build up your savings simultaneously, I would strongly encourage you to just reach out to our advisors. Um, there's, it's free. We don't charge you to just talk with us. You can come in and chat. You can call us. You can email us. Um, you know, We're here to help you get pointed in the right financial direction based on your specific situation, and we're more than qualified to do that. That's what I love about you guys. I've met numerous members of the team now, and you all seem so dedicated to... Um, helping folks in their specific situation, but also educating them on how to better deal with mm -hmm. what is happening with their finances so they can move forward. Yeah, we make, love it. <laughs> make the good money moves, as we like to say. Exactly. That's what this show is all about. There it is, financial literacy, and we'll continue trying to spread the word next week as well with another episode of Good Money Moves. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Jenna. Until then. We'll talk to you later. Bye, and thank you. Okay, that's Good Money Moves right here at News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. From the News Talk 1340, KROC 